from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi to all the AXs listening out there on Australia Day. I'm Graham VK4BB. This is the WIA National News. It never rains, but it pours. This week on the news, not only our Secretary of the WIA, but WIA President. Hello, this is Greg VK2GPK, WIA President. Bushfires have now decimated vast tracts of Australia across most states, with many tragic deaths of both residents and emergency services personnel, the loss of thousands of homes, infrastructure, crops and farm equipment. The short and long-term impacts on the native flora and fauna are at a scale that it is difficult, if not impossible, to comprehend. The likely impacts economically are now only beginning to be quantified. Whilst the weather conditions have eased somewhat in the last week with lower temperatures and high humidity, the fires continue to burn. Water supplies are likely to become contaminated from the fire residue. This is hardly a happy new year for many. At my location in regional New South Wales, the fires have twice come within a few kilometres, from different directions over a two-week period. The whole town has been subject to emergency evacuation notices on each occasion. Whilst my residence has so far been unscathed, other neighbours have not been so fortunate. The anxiety of not knowing whether it will be there when you return takes a heavy toll, and the bushfire season is far from over. I sincerely thank those in our emergency services who put their own lives at risk to protect our society and to the many organisations that volunteer in different capacities to assist the emergency services organisations. What bushfires have shown the wider population is how fragile our communications and energy infrastructure are when subject to extreme events. It was telling to see photos of people queuing to use the one or two public phones still working in some of the isolated townships with no mobile phone, power or internet. The only phones operating at the time were POTS phones, those using 100-year-old copper technology. Satellite phones were dropped into these areas, but some days after they were isolated. So how relevant is amateur radio today in Australia for last resort emergency communications? In other countries, it remains very relevant, due in no small part to regular national disasters. For example, regular MCOM tests are held in the US, which have two benefits. One is to educate politicians, the public and emergency services of what is amateur radio, and it formalises the mechanisms to instantiate an MCOM response to a disaster. Finally, there were comments in the board comment as to whether it represented the WI board position. The comments by John were clearly stated as being personal opinion. The views expressed have never been put to the board and are not endorsed by the board. All directors are independent directors and are, of course, entitled to their own opinions. I believe the comments were made in good faith, but they were open to misinterpretation. This is Greg, VK2GPK. Good morning, listeners. This is Peter, VK8ZZ. The election for a number of positions on the board of directors of the WIA will be held in February. Nominations for positions are now open, and I encourage members to nominate. As John VK4JJW said recently, it would be great to have some female board members. How about some newer members or even members with a foundation call sign consider nominating? So get active, support the Institute by nominating for a position on the board of directors. Nominations must be in writing and the original document must be received by the close of the 31st of January 2020. That's less than a week away. I would encourage some of the Alara members to consider nominating. 
Registrations for the Future of Amateur Radio poll continue to be received. The actual poll should be open to registered participants commencing early in February. The first poll will be about amateur radio call signs, and more specifically, about the use of the four-letter suffix being used by Foundation licensees. There will be a number of options presented in the poll, but it will be up to licensed amateurs to ensure that the best option for the amateur radio service. The URL for registration for the future of amateur radio poll is available in the text edition. President Greg VK2GPK spoke in this broadcast earlier about the terrible bushfires that have beset most of our country. We need to carefully look at our disaster resilience and to make sure that our communications networks can withstand disasters such as fire, flood and cyclones. The recent emergencies are a wake-up call for us all. Our local YSAN organisations and clubs need to renew their association with the emergency and disaster coordinators to ensure that we are able to best assist in times of emergency. I am only well aware that there were many amateurs who were monitoring the MCOM frequencies over the emergency period. I am keen to hear from any amateurs who were able to provide any amateur radio communications assistance during that period. Now, just an update on the backlog of repeater applications being processed by the WIA. This backlog occurred because of insurance issues, all of which have now been resolved. The board have been working with the Frequency Coordination Committee and with our frequency assigner, and I can confirm that a large number have now been finalised and submitted to the ACMA for processing. Clearance of the remainder of the backlog is currently being finalised. In closing... It is with a heavy heart that I must report that K Wright, VK3, Fox Kilo Delta Whiskey, became silent key on the 15th of January 2020. K was very active on the air and until very recently was an important and integral part of the WIA Publications Committee. We express our sincere condolences to Dennis and the extended family. K's passing is a massive loss to AR and she will be very sadly missed. This has been WIA Director and Secretary Peter, VK8ZZ. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Hello to Melbourne and Victorian country listeners. Amateur Radio Victoria is offering a foundation to standard upgrade course starting next Wednesday, February 29, between 6.30 and 9.30pm. The venue will be the Amateur Radio Victoria Rooms at 40G Victory Parade Ashburton and the presenter is myself, Peter Cousins, VK3BFG, an experienced TAFE instructor. The course will be nine evenings followed by an assessment evening which comprises a one-hour theory examination consisting of 50 multi-choice questions. The tuition fee for the course will be $50 which is payable via the Amateur Radio Victoria website. Payment of the fee confirms a place. There will be a further charge of $90 for the examination and $25 to $60 for call sign allocations, which will be payable to the Australian Maritime College at a later date. The Australian Maritime College is the authorised registered training organisation for the amateur radio examinations. If you had a reasonable secondary or tertiary education, accommodation can be made for you to study and also sit for the regulations examination and also the practical test, which is mainly on operating procedures. 
The $90 charge from the AMC covers all examinations if they are conducted on the same day. 73s from Peter, VK3BFG. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International News. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We commence this week in India. West Bengal hams have been said to have successfully tracked down a teenager who was in the process of being kidnapped by three youths. The girl, who was released when the trio ran off, had been reported missing earlier by her grandparents. It's the time of year a major gathering of worshippers in India once again uses amateur radio operators to look out for everyone. The annual Hindu pilgrimage known as the Ganja Saga Mela is a time for prayer and spiritual renewal. This year, as in previous years, as hundreds of thousands of worshippers converged at the Ganja Sagar Island, they could again rely on amateur radio operators to help keep them safe in the massive crowd, where devotees have been known to wander off, lose their way back to friends and family, and now it seems be prone to kidnap. Using the special call sign 8 Tango 2 Golf, the West Bengal Radio Club was operating on-site with the support of the National Institute of Amateur Radio and the Indian Institute of Hams. Activities at the Cultural and Spiritual Festival include the famous dip in the water where the Ganges meets the Bay of Bengal. News from Oman. From the Sultanate of Oman comes word of the death of its long-time leader and notable ham radio operator. Sultan Qaboos had been the longest tenured monarch in the Arab world. Alpha 41 Alpha Alpha was credited with transforming the Sultanate into a modern developed state since becoming its ruler in 1970. The Royal Omani Amateur Radio Society, Alpha 47 Romeo Sierra, notes on its webpage that it was created in 1972 under his patronage. Various media outlets called him a man of peace. A BBC report noted that although no cause of death was confirmed, the Sultan had been in Belgium in December seeking medical treatment. Sultan Caboose Alpha 41 Alpha Alpha was aged 79. In Switzerland, ITU headquarters in Geneva, Switzerland have just highlighted the role that amateur radio plays in emergency communications. Amateur radio features in the ITU guidelines for national emergency telecommunication plans published by the telecommunication development sector. The ITU guidelines for national emergency telecommunication plans note radio amateurs have supported communications in emergency situations on a voluntary basis since the beginning of radio communications. They are experts in radio communications and have the equipment, skills and necessary frequencies allocated by ITU 2017-D to deploy networks in emergency events quickly and efficiently. In Spain, one-letter suffix call signs. On January 16th, Spain's official State Gazette carried the announcement regarding one-letter suffix amateur radio call signs. Spain's National Amateur Radio Society URE report, they worked on this for more than five years with presentations of numerous preliminary projects for the development and applications of the regulations. The resolution of the General Directorate of Telecommunications and Information Technologies has just been published approving the definitive list of admitted and excluded applicants and corresponding radio amateur call signs with a single letter suffix assigned. To Denmark and Greenland, 
Many Greenland and Danish radio amateur stations are celebrating the 80th birthday of Her Majesty the Queen of Denmark in these two DXCC entities. Look for the special event stations Oscar X-Ray 8, Oscar Hotel Mike and Oscar Zulu 8, Oscar Hotel Mike to be active on all bands until April 16th. A special royal award will be available. In the Falkland Islands, following updates to the amateur radio regulations in the Falkland Islands, there is a need to revalidate all Falkland Island amateur radio call signs. All users will be required to reapply for authority to use Falkland Island call signs. And we end this week with news from the USA, up in a puff of smoke. Grow lights cause interference to ham radio. The Lansing State Journal newspaper reports amateur radio operators have been complaining of interference from marijuana grow lights. The newspaper says the rumbling and buzzing would start like clockwork. Greg, Whiskey Bravo 8, Lima Zulu Golf, noticed the static each evening. The noise made it impossible to communicate with other amateur radio enthusiasts. So he built a sniffer antenna and tracked the interference to a house a few doors down. The problem, Greg determined was a high-powered light used by his neighbour to grow cannabis. It's legal for Michiganders to grow marijuana in their homes under certain circumstances, but some amateur radio operators complain that grow lights are interfering with their signals. Problems can arise from products that exceed emission limits from the Federal Communications Commission. The uncertified products, typically the ballasts that send power to light bulbs, are often manufactured overseas. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham Radio Operational News is a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. February 16-17, ARRL's International DXCW Contest. CQ Worldwide SSB Contest, February 22-23. March 2-3, International DX Phone Contest, sponsored by the ARRL. WIA John Moore Field Day, 2020. Weekend of 21-22 March from UTC 0100 hours on the Saturday to 0059 hours on the Sunday 22nd. March 28-29, the CQ Worldwide WPX Contest for Amateurs Worldwide to contact as many amateurs and prefixes as possible during the contest using SSB. The date for the next Harriendall Sprint will be Saturday, May 2nd, 2020, 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. May 3031, the CQ Worldwide WPX Contest for Amateurs Worldwide to contact as many amateurs and prefixes as possible during the contest using CW. The VK Shires, the June long weekend, which is a weekend prior to the second Monday of June this year, making June 6 and 7 in 2020. IAAUHF World Championship, July 13-14. Trans-Tasman Lobian Contest. Next contest, 17 July 2020 and has the aim of encouraging low band activity between VK and ZL on 160, 80 and 40 metres, using SSB, CW and RD or PSK. RD or Remembrance Day Contest will be August 15, 16. Oceania Contest. Voice from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 3 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 4. CW from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 10 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 11. CQ Worldwide DXSSB, October 24-25. CQ Worldwide DXCW, November 28-29. December 68, 160 metres worldwide. December 14-15, 10 metre worldwide. Ted Powell Memorial DX Challenge. 
Four award periods each with three months starting in January of each calendar year and two categories in the contest, Most Wanted and Top 5. Top 5, you try and work the five Most Wanted DXCC entities and the Most Wanted, you work the Most Wanted DXCC entity. The DX entities in play are those Most Wanted during the three-month windows. And finally in contest, reminder, the CQ 160-minute DX contest is running this weekend to 2200 UTC the 26th. It's CW only on the 1.8 MHz band and the exchange is signal port and CQ zone. Note that US stations also send their state and Canadians send their province. Now news from the WIA Awards Committee. The WIA Awards Committee is pleased to announce the expansion of our WIA DXCC Awards program to include single band DXCC awards across all nine bands, 160 through to 10 metres. Participants can now apply for single band awards when they have at least 100 confirmed QSOs per band. These additional awards cater for users who may have a favourite band and enjoy the challenge of working towards the best DXCC count they possibly can on that band. Full details can be found on the DXCC Awards Program website. 73 from Graham Alston, VK3GA Awards Manager on behalf of the Awards Committee. Thanks Graham. Now look through the DX window. In the World DX, there's still time to work special event station TM70TAAF, which becomes QIT today, the 26th. The activation commemorates the 7th anniversary of the first ham radio contacts made with French, Southern and Antarctic lands, while scientific research stations were being built there. QSL by the Bureau or Direct. All QSOs will be uploaded to the logbook of the world. VP2MCV Montserrat in the Caribbean will be on the air until the 2nd of February on CW on the HF bands and logs will be uploaded to Logbook of the World. Operating as GB200FN till the 3rd of February to commemorate the 200th anniversary of the birth of Florence Nightingale. QSL direct to M0XIG. Somalia, T5. Ali, EP3CQS QIV is 60100 from Mogadishu until February the 5th. Activities on 160-6 metres using CWSSB and FT8. QSL via the operator's instructions. Gambia, C5XW from the 28th of January to the 7th of February. Mainly SSB on 40-17 metres and possibly some CW. QSLs go via the RSGB Bureau. Operator is Russell, G5XW. Chatham Islands, ZL7. Chris, ZL7DX is currently QRV on 20 and 6 metres using mostly digital modes. He plans to be active in other bands soon. QSL direct to ZL7DX. Western Sahara, SO. Station SO1WS has been active on 17 metres using CW around 1600 Zulu. QSL direct SO1WS. Special call sign ZS95SARL celebrates the 95th birthday of the South African League during 2020. Many ZS clubs will sign ZS95SARL during 2020. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ in From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Hello, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF, IOTA, NA153.
Members of Radio Club Puebla DX will be active as 6F3A from the Isla Perez Grid EL52DJ Mexico between February 11 and 17th. Patricia XE1SPM is said to be the team leader. Activity will be on all bands and includes the ARRL DXCW contest, QSR via XE1SY. The following month, up in Texas, sees the 2020 IOTA Bash. Details are now on the Island Radio Expedition Foundation website, and it looks an exciting program at this always enjoyable weekend in the Texas Hill Country at host Mike AD5A's QTH, Spanish Pass Road, Hacienda. If you find yourself visiting this region, it would be a great chance to meet new friends, share a few beers with iota chasers and activators, and hear the great stories that you seldom read about unless you're there in person. It's a unique opportunity to learn from passionate iota people. Who knows, it might even be the catalyst to start planning your next or first IOTA activation, or even plan your next overseas holiday with IOTA in mind. All this happens March 28th and 29th, and presenters from our big island earth always seem to make it. This year, guest speakers include Yuri Zaruba, UA9OBA, President of the Russian Robinson Club. And back in 2017, Craig, VK5CE, presented VK IOTA Activating. Special interest groups, lowdown. The Alexanderson Alternator 2019 Christmas Eve transmission on 17.2 kilohertz from SAQ in Grammaton, Sweden, was heard by more than 400 listeners. SAQ reported conditions were very good with clear dry weather and the vintage transmitter functioned flawlessly with Lars Culland SM6NM at the key to deliver the Christmas message. SAQ said it was stunned by the number of reports it received, a total of 426 from 32 countries. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio Wyson, New South Wales, went to air on the BBC World Service when forward commander in Bega, Compton Allen, was interviewed on the BBC's World Service's Digital Planet program. Allen spoke about the role of Wyson amateur radio operators working as part of the emergency response in the current bushfire crisis. Aris Volunteers and Plan B Communication Network in Puerto Rico. Amateur Radio Emergency Service, ARIS, volunteers in Puerto Rico, continued over last weekend to report for duty at an American Red Cross distribution centre and at the Red Cross HQ in San Juan. The sites are at the ready to provide a Plan B communication backbone in the event of the seismic situation worsening. A magnitude 6.4 earthquake struck southwestern Puerto Rico on January 7th, fast on the heels of a magnitude 5.8 tremor the day before, damaging many homes.
ARRL Puerto Rico Section Manager Oscar Resto, KP4RF, told ARRL this week that the situation is relatively calm and quiet for now. And starting last Wednesday, January 22nd, volunteers began monitoring from their homes or vehicles, permitting most, including KP4RF himself, to get back to their jobs and homes. Special Interest Groups, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Parks Program. News from the north of VK7. SOTA and WWFF Parks and Reserves Group meet twice a week from 10.30am on Monday and Friday at Glebe Gardens Cafe, 166 Henry Street, Launceston. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Yota, Youngsters on the Air, Elsa. VK6FZEB had recently passed her foundation licence at the very young age of 10. Elsa's interest in amateur radio is simple. She got bitten by the Jota bug. For the 2019 Jota weekend, the WAVHF group hosted groups and provided an on-air contact point for other groups. Elsa was keen to talk to the Cubs and Scouts, and once she got the microphone in her hand, there was no going back. Congratulations, Elsa, and we hope that you have many happy years in amateur radio. Jenny, VK3WQ, writing in the Alara newsletter, says VK6FZEB has been made aware of the Alara grant scheme, and now Elsa will not only get half the costs for her study at Ham College reimbursed, plus her licence fee, but she will also receive a free subscription to Alara for 12 months. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F. As I leave you this week from Sunny Bendigo, a sports story. OK, sports fans, it's time to tune up, even if you don't suit up. Our final story is about American football and fun on the radio. Amateur Radio's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, scores a touchdown with his report. It's no surprise to some football fans that Louisiana State University bested the University of Oklahoma and Clemson University won against Ohio State on Saturday, December 28th. For the four colleges' amateur radio clubs, these collegiate bowl semifinal games weren't competing against one another for anything. Louisiana's K5LSU, Ohio State's W8LT, Clemson's WD4EOG, and Oklahoma's W5TC all got on the air for a couple of hours on game day. They were celebrating football and calling attention to their team, the one that plays on the magnetic field surrounding the planet. The activations were the brainchild of LSU's Dr. Dana Brown, AD5VC, who said the event was somewhat hastily organized while the students were on holiday break. The idea was mainly to get on the air and have fun. The Louisiana station ended up with former ARRL president Kay Craigie in 3KN in the log and at one point scored a 2-meter FM simplex contact with a 15-year-old new licensee living about 12 miles away. In ham radio, unlike in football, it's sometimes better to get reception than interception. I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Now the 2020 social scene. A look at March and February, first to Wyong, February 23. For those who are wavering whether to come to Wyong Field Day 2020 or not, here's a compiled list of 10 reasons to make the trip in no particular order. 1. 
It's still the largest gathering of radio amateurs in the Southern Hemisphere, and so you can meet up with friends old and new. Two, those wanting to upgrade their licence have the opportunity to do so with qualified examiners on site for all levels of VK licence, and for something more exotic, you can even get a US licence, as US volunteer examiners will also be at Wyong. Three, something different this year. We are running not one, but two fox hunts from the race course on the Saturday as part of the Wyong weekend, along with the field day dinner. Saturday evening, where all are welcome. Four, the largest undercover boot sale around. We have room for up to 60 cars. There will certainly be some bargains there to be found. 5. The Trader Marquee is large and just as important on a sunny day, it's air-conditioned so you can browse in comfort. 6. No meeting of hams is complete without good food and drink and our caterers will be there to sell you their wares, as always, and there's free tea, coffee and biscuits with a place to sit down inside the racecourse building to take the weight off your feet when needed. Those wanting something stronger can get at your icy cold amber ale on the premises as well. 7. Which other ham fest venue has a railway station with regular services on its doorstep? It's just six minutes stroll from the station to the venue. 8. Of course, there's also normal car parking with disabled parking on site. 9. Those of you who are looking to learn, both lecture rooms are now scheduled with two full programmes of lectures for your education and enjoyment. 10. With all it has to offer, Wyong Field Day is a bargain at $15 entry. Under 18s even get in for free. The Wyong Field Day takes place from 8.30am on Sunday 23rd of February at Wyong Racecourse, an hour north of Sydney in New South Wales, Australia. For full details about the Saturday events and everything around the Field Day on Sunday, take your web browser to fieldday.org.au. For the Central Coast ARC, this was Ed, VK2JI. From Wyong to Melbourne, February the 8th, it's the Melbourne QRP by the Bay. VK4 in March, March 14, Tannum Sands Gathering. In VK7, March 22, meet the voice event at the Ross Recreation Centre. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.